Oh, it's been a minute, hasn't it? I'm sorry, but at least there's a reason this time. It wasn't necessarily me just procrastinating and being an I don't want to do it type of loser. I have been working on something pretty hard, um, and I think it's going to, at least part of it will come to fruition this Sunday, hopefully, if things go according to plan. I've been working on a sketch series, a new sketch show. Um, self-made, don't you worry, people. I haven't been hired by any major corporations or network work. It's not going that well. But um, no, man, I met, uh, I went out to Pittsburgh. I drove to the Berg. Not a short ride, seven hours in the car. Um, that shit's tough. I listen to a lot. A lot of old school Eminem, which is just the most flagrant, volatile, disgusting, but best rap I think that's ever been put out. It's at least, you know, what I enjoy most. There's just, what I like about it is there's nobody since or before Eminem that's rapped in any way, shape, or form like him. Like nowadays, every fucking rap. Every every rapper is saying some sort of amalgamation of what's been said already. Look at the bling on my watch. I've got a ton, a ton of money. Pussy wetter than a fucking splish splash. Just sort of similes and metaphors that have to do with diamonds, money, fucking hooch. And, you know, you know what I'm saying. Whereas Eminem was, ra- was, was rapping about raping his own... You know, mother, I think at one point. Think killing his own mom. You know, shit, just real, just real white people shit. Actually, that's not true. There's There were black dudes in D12 who talked about that shit as well. It was really just that eight mile area Detroit demographic of rappers. Just really upsetting upbringings, I guess. What was that? What is that? Because if I was going to stick it to any singer in showbiz, it'd be Jennifer Lopez and Puffy. You know this. I don't give a fuck if that chick was my own mother. I'd still fuck her with no rubber and come inside her and have a new son and a brother at the same time and just say that it ain't mine. What's my name? I'm Slim Shady. Who else was is ever done stuff like that? So I appreciate you uniqueness and original uh, originality, and that's I think why I can just go back and listen to it over and over again, because he's the only one doing that. Um, so that's what I listen to on my way to film some sketches with my buddy Nick Coletti. The sketch show is called Nick and Nick, and uh, I think the first episode will be coming out Sunday. We were gonna wait and release it until to release it until we had about twenty twenty five episodes in the books. We got a, a few in the books now, but we're eager to put it out. We want some feedback, potentially see how it's going to go. Um, you know, maybe it'll fucking just straight up bomb and then we don't ever get together again and make any more and that will save a ton of time. Better to just do one, have it fail, and then not have 25 more in the books that you feel they need to put out and have to just watch Flounder. <laughs> it's not going to flounder though. I think they're, uh, I like them a lot. I think they're really good so far. We're just getting started. They're only going to get better and better. Um, the YouTube channel will probably not be set up by the time this episode comes out, but it will be youtube.com slash Nick and Nick can go over there and subscribe for full episodes. Cause what we put out on the Instagram will, will probably just be 
may some may be full episodes, some may just be full because I think the episodes are going to contain more than one sketch in an episode. You know what I'm saying? Um, I hope you guys are interested in this. I feel like it's better than just watching, you know, podcast clips. And uh, I don't really care. I like doing it. It's very rewarding. Making, you know, some sort of television per se is something I've always wanted to do. I watch shows like Seinfeld, Curb, Sonny. And uh, whenever I'm watching it, I just always have the hankering to sort of make my own version of these things. So that's kind of what this is. It's not a it's not a television show. There's no real storyline. These are just individual sketches. Um, so, yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that shit. Um, spread it around. I know you guys will if you like it, as you have done for all the other stuff I posted because you're a good fan base. You're good people with good hearts. Um, you like to talk shit to me. And that's fine because that's all I do is talk shit. And I heard one comic say one time, your fans are just shittier versions of yourself. And I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I've been up. So I went to Pittsburgh, crashed at his place. We banged out as much work as we could. I think it was the most productive fucking like three days I've had in the last, I don't know, since I was like in school and had to do work. Um, probably worked even harder because shit I wanted to work on, but also been busy uh, getting ready for this kid. I got the nursery all set up, got just about all the paraphernalia we need to have a, you know, be able to take care of a child when he gets here. The due date is technically January 2nd, but really what that date is, is just the last date we would, we wait until before inducing her, um, because nothing happens good beyond 42 weeks. So she could, she could fucking blow any moment now. She could just fucking breach the top of the water and spout liquid out of her blowhole. Any moment now, I could be a father. And um, I don't know. I'm fucking. Listen, I was probably I was trepidatious in the beginning of all this. But as we get closer and closer and closer and I'm like just starting to notice every time there's a baby near me. I'm like, fuck, dude, I want one of those. I'm sick of waiting. I want this kid here. You know what else is really fucking annoying is that like for nine months, granted, he's like just a speck of jizz for the first, you know, two or three, but at least for the last six months, like I've been feeling him move. I've been adjacent to this existing thing that is half of me for fucking like 150 days. And I have no idea what he looks like. It's driving me insane. He could be albino for all I know. Can't test for that with the amnio. Centesis. Um, I think a really cool evolutionary thing that should have happened over the course of human existence. It would have been cool if the, uh, if just when a woman gets pregnant, her stomach becomes translucent and it would be disturbing, but it would help mitigate a lot of anxiety that you feel during a pregnancy. Because what's so fucking frustrating about it is just the, I'm, I'm also just done with the unknown. When he's in there, you don't know what's going on. He could, but it's just, it's just the deeper you get into it, you're like, fuck, I'm eight months into this thing. At least this is the way my wife feels. She's just panicking all the time where it's like, I've gone through this much hell for nine months. If this kid doesn't make it out of here alive, I'm going to fucking dive headfirst into a bathtub and empty one. So the impact is great. It would be brutal to have gone through this. And then, you know, I don't know what the fuck. 
But so it's just really the unknown. You want him out here. So at least, you know, if I drop him on his head, I may have said this already. I don't remember. But it's like, just get him out here. Get him functioning. Let me just see what's good. Um, so he could go any minute. He could be here any minute. I could be a parent. You know what? It, I'm certainly, I've been reading parenting books. It's, and it's, uh, it's this fucking parenting book written by this journalist who, who's an American woman, but moved to France. And basically she discovered that like her kid and all the other like expats kids were so completely incomparable to the Parisian kids in, t- in terms of behavior that she would like did a deep dive into Parisian parenting. And it's like, she's explaining how American kids behave. And it's everything I see between like my friend's kids and my fucking nephews. And it's like, dude, they just run the fucking house. And this woman, every time she went to like her French friends houses, the kids were just completely independent, like from a young age doing their nights and shit. And, uh, none of this is interesting. I'm not even going to talk about this, but basically the the French are better at raising parents. And I'm going to raise my kid like a French fucking fag. And uh, he's going to be well-behaved. He's going to do his nights. And he's going to not interrupt me when I'm drinking my cup of coffee in the morning. Because he's going to be a fucking responsible kid who learns coping skills. Because I implemented the pause method. Rather than jumping to his every, jumping to his every beck and call. Inhibiting him from fucking learning how to deal with uncomfortable situations. Teaching him that life doesn't just revolve around him. I have a life too. And we're not going to be three years into this year where none of us have slept more than two hours in a row and we're all just on the edge hating everybody and everything that's near us. No, that's not how we're going to do it. Bringing up baby, it's called. It's really, it's a fascinating book. Um, so that's going on. But even, you know, no matter, how many, no matter how many books you read, you still, I feel, you know what I feel like? There was one time I was at like a holiday, you know, I was at a, you know, family a family gathering for some some holiday. And there was, uh, you know, a young child there, like a borderline toddler. And I watched his, his one of his parents handed him a cup with no lid on it. Just a, a glass of, like a full glass of OJ. Would you shut the fuck up? A full glass of OJ with no lid on it. And uh, in my head, I was like, this, this kid is not ready for this responsibility. And then I watched him navigate his journey from the kitchen to the living room, just with his non-existent knowledge of balance and gravity and, uh, you know, momentum, just completely unprepared to handle the movement of that liquid within that glass. And, uh, that's how I feel like as a father right now, the kid, I'm the kid and the glass, the glass of juice is my child. And I'm going to try to get him from point A to B without spilling, you know, without completely spilling the cup. Hopefully by the end of the journey, there's enough liquid in that cup to feel like it's still a glass of juice that could quench some thirst. But there's a good chance that fucking three steps into this thing, it's just, I pour out the whole fucking thing onto a, uh, an expensive um, an expensive area rug and just ruin a bunch of things on my way there. We'll see though. Either way, I'm excited about the attempt. That I'm going to make. I am. Um, and I'll let you guys know. Let you know how it goes. You guys will see. You follow me. I'll document some of it. Not in a gay way, but in a cool way. 
I just can't believe I hate everybody. Like so many of my kids are having friends and they all make the same post. My wife was so brave during the whole thing. And now my child is here and it's so beautiful and I'm so happy. And the journey was just unspeakably enlightening. And oh my God, I'm a different man now. I'm not, just keep those feelings to yourself. Why do you feel the need to share it to your 102 followers? I guess when you have 102 followers, they're all close friends. So maybe they do want to hear that shit, you know? I'm projecting it in a way of it's like you have a bunch of followers and these people don't really care about your individual lives. They just want to hear you make fun of shit. So I won't be doing any of that. I'll just post, I'll post a picture of his dick or something and you guys, I'll let you guys judge it. That'd be sick if he just came out with a fucking third leg immediately. Dude, I remember (laughs) this chick from my high school fucking married. None of this is really relevant, but she married this way older fucking jacked black dude who I think served 20 years in prison for killing a kid accidentally in a drive-by. He's actually a nice dude. He was my personal trainer for a minute and he, but he turned himself in. It was like, I don't know what he was firing a gun outside of a car and he killed the kid accidentally and he turned himself in and served 20 years. I mean, just a brutal, brutal fucking storyline of a life. Anyway, she married this dude and they have a couple of kids. And I remember this was like pre pandemic or maybe during the pandemic, they had a child and they posted a picture right when he was born, just of this kid completely out. Out. That's too much. A picture of this kid completely naked, just spread eagle, wildly. Nobody would ever post a picture of their kid like this. You don't post a kid. Like, I'm fucking around. You don't actually post a picture of your kid's cock on Instagram for random people to see. But it was clear why they did it. This kid had a bigger soft dick than I do. Out the womb, bro. I mean, I was, show, I was showing this fucking child's penis to everybody I knew. Um, hopefully, it doesn't get dug up in my shit. I mean, people don't think I was just sending it because it was arousing me. I'm just going to be like, no, people, nobody would think that because I would be like, no, you get it. You see how big this kid's dick is? And they're going to be like, you're right. I totally get it. I would have sent it to everybody I knew too. But it's just so funny that they unabashedly were like, hey, we're going to post this under the guise of I just had a beautiful child. Look at him. But really what they were saying was, my kids blessed the fuck up. Take a peek at his pecker. And uh, I'd probably do the same thing if my kid came out. With a soft penis bigger than most men's hard one. Fascinating stuff. Um, did you guys watch White Lotus? Good show. I don't even know if I should talk about it because I did a show the other day and I was I was going to talk about it. I mean, granted, there were only four people in the audience. We're still doing four person shows. Unbelievable. But um, uh, and I asked them if they if they watched the finale of White Lotus and they didn't even know what the fucking show was. They were granted they were both from all from the UK, so maybe that's part of the problem. I don't know. Good show and uh, dude, it's so fun to fuck with my wife. My wife loves it and she like you know. was the biggest proponent of me watching it and the whole um the 
whole like theme of the show was cheating. Everybody's cheating on each other. You know, there's some sort of statues all across Sicily that deal with a woman who killed her husband for cheating or something. And then it seemed like to me, the moral of the show was like, Hey, if you cheat on your wife, you'll have a wildly invigorated sex life with her. So now I just keep telling, keep telling my girl. That's what I got out of the show. Don't be upset if I go out and bang a friend or two, come back and then pound you better than you've ever been pounded before. You wanted me to watch that show. That's what I learned from it. That's what I took from it. It was a really good ending, actually. I'm not going to, I don't want to spoil it for you. Um, Highly recommend watching the show if you haven't watched it. It's a murder mystery created by Mike White, the dude who played Ned in fucking School of Rock. I was so shocked when the finale played and then they went to like, you know, behind the scenes shit. And his pale gay ass popped up on the screen. But the dude knows how to write a dude knows how to write a show. Oh, another show I watched for the first time the other day. My mom was over. She's, you know, she'll come over periodically and help us, you know, get ready for the baby and yada, yada, yada. She likes hanging out and seeing us and uh, she loves family time. She's a good woman, that Janet. And uh, we were putting putting together the fucking, the mini crib. We got a fucking mini crib. We have a regular crib and a fucking mini crib instead of a bassinet. We couldn't find a bassinet we like because they're all sprayed in fucking flame retardants. Just a PSA real quick. If you... Not a PSA, an FYI, an announcement. I don't know if you guys are having kids. So basically what goes on is um, the baby furniture and accessory realm of the world is completely fucked. Everything's sprayed in chemicals that can lead to sudden infant death syndrome. Flame retardants, they off gas, they fucking um, cause, uh, you know, stunted development. They cause skin irritation. They cause all this shit because everything's coated in chemicals. So you got to find the amount of research I had to do to find nursery shit that wasn't covered in horrific endocrine disrupting chemicals is just insane. So if, if you are interested in knowing any of that without having to do all the legwork that I did, I will give you the shit that you need. DM me and I'll fucking let you know. Um, there's a story going around. Did you see that? There's like all these fucking people to have been suffering with like wild asthmatic conditions, respiratory infections, skin issues. One person posted a video <clears throat> on TikTok of them like going to take a flash, pic- flash picture in their bedroom and realizing their bedroom is covered in like all these speckles and it was sparkling and glowing. And they realized that if you buy like an, like an off-brand Tempur-Pedic mattress, inside of it is just pounds of fiberglass and it's a form of fireproofing it. But if you t- took a certain portion of it off to wash it, all the fire fiberglass escaped out of where it was and just like completely like covered like people, like all the people who figured out that that's what was happening to them and their children um, had to throw out almost everything they owned because it was just covering all their clothes, their walls, their bedding, and you can't get it off. You can't like vacuum it. It's like fucking glitter, dude, except it just, it's like mini glass and it just cuts your lungs up and shit. And uh, this is how little the fucking anybody gives a fuck about your well-being. You got to look out for yourselves, guys and gals. Um, so if you're struggling with that type of shit, make sure you don't have a shitty mattress. Apparently mattresses are like some of the most dangerous shit you have in your house. And you got to look into getting a good one. Avocado is a good brand. There's a bunch of good brands. Um, Naturepedic. 
Um, anyway, so my mom, we're building this fucking crib. And my mom is like, throw Fox and Five on for a second. I'm like, you fucking watch Fox shows? She's like, this is the one show I like to watch. I just watch it once in a while. <laughs> I was like, yeah, right, dude. And I throw this on. And I mean, I listen, I get it. It's, it's literally just, it's a comedy show. It's just people, it's just four fucking people screaming over each other about what liberals are doing incorrectly. And it's so, and I mean, I don't, listen, if anybody's on board with freaking out about what liberals are doing, it's me. And even I thought these people were extreme, but it was still wildly entertaining and funny. At one point they were just literally having a curve. First of all, they're freaking out about apparently the power grid systems in Manhattan are like super exposed and available to like terrorist attacks. It's like a super easy target to hit and they were basically just explaining if if you want to take out the entire power grid system in all of new york new york city and the state of new york you hit tower you hit fucking grid seven three twelve and four and that'll basically do it they're just laying out what terrorists should do if they wanted to have a successful attack and then they're freaking out about like and instead of working on this the liberals and officer are spending all their time putting up a fucking lgbtq bird watching bridge in central park that's what they're doing Instead of worrying about the power grids that are that are fucking vulnerable to attack, they're putting a fucking gay bridge up for homos to watch birds flutter their wings. And uh, I mean, I'm probably going to watch that show every day for the rest of my life now. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I. Uh, Beans, you really got to go out right now, dude. You're going to make me cut this podcast short because you got to go out. He hasn't gone out today. It's fucking three o'clock. I'm a bad, I'm a, but I took him out at fucking two in the morning yesterday. He was, he was freaking out. So I thought he could go a while. I'm not a bad parent, but he's got to go out now. And I think this episode might have to end. I apologize. I don't know. What has it been? 25 minutes. That's not bad. I'm about to provide you a ton of content. Keep your eyes peeled for the sketch show. Um, I really want it to go well. I'm hoping it's going to help me take it to the next level. Oh, also I'm going on tour with Bert Kreischer. That's a cool little announcement I have for you guys. So all of the sharing and supporting you guys have done for me has led to some stuff accumulating a bit. Um, the Burr Kreischer shit, I'm still waiting to see um, what dates I'm doing, but I'm definitely um, going to be booked for feature work on his arena slash theater tour. I'm hoping I get the first block of shows and that takes place in, uh, I'd be doing the TD Garden, which would be insane where the Boston Celtics play. Um, a couple of spots in Pittsburgh. I mean, a couple of spots in Pennsylvania. I think Williamsport, maybe Hershey or something. And then... Um, I think there's like Orlando and Tampa, but I don't know yet. That's the block I, I told him I prefer to do. We'll see if I get it. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll announce that and you guys could buy tickets to that and come see me. Um, so that'll be cool. I, uh, I fucking love you guys, man. I appreciate it. I know I've been slacking on the podcast, but it's not, you know, my passion lies in making comedy. And I feel like, I guess this is a form of comedy. It's not, it brings me joy to know that you guys enjoy it and listen to it, but it's like, I don't get, uh, I don't get any sort of, creativity rush from making it. So that's really the problem and why I got to convince myself to do it every week rather than just wanting to do it. But um, I'll keep doing it if you guys keep listening to it. It's also that, you know, I'm making no money doing it. It takes a little bit of time to edit these things and do some stuff too. But um, the sketch show, hopefully ad revenue comes in through that. You guys can tip on that if you appreciate it and feel like it was worth any sort of money. That would be sick. Um, but that's all to come. But stay posted. And uh, make sure you follow me on all the platforms. I uh, love you guys. Stay safe. Take care. Adios. Bye, bye, bye.